0: Yeah come on, come on, stay right there, stay right there I feel for some reason that we're disconnected in the house, but I challenge you right now in the building or even online that if you connect your faith to the object of your faith, y'all just don't understand how God is orchestrating things in the background, and if you could stand and declare, as the song said, right now is the moment, today is the day, that's simply it if you could have the faith to say that right now is the moment God like Jacob, I will not let go until you bless me so I don't care what it looks like I know we may be spread out I know you have your mask on but you can still connect to the father right now is the moment can you not see it that God is doing something incredible today voice, to cry loud and spare not, because this is the moment that you have been waiting for. The moment, what would you do if God walked into the room right now where you're at? What would you do if the King of Kings came into your situation? This very moment, you may not have won a billion dollars in a lottery, but you've won the King of Kings. And that's worth more than anything else that I could imagine. So on this morning, can we lift up our voices? Let's break through that barrier. Let the cry of Zion fill the temple. I know you may be at home and it may sound weird. I know you may be in the an aisle and it may feel weird. But lift up your voice and tell the Father, thank you. Tell the Father, I won't miss this moment. That God, you're in the room and because you're in the room and showed up, I have been changed, that I can't be the same anymore because I had an encounter with the king of kings. Oh my God, 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 I thank you God, I thank you God. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, just stick close a little while. It's all going to make sense. Because when they started singing that song, it confirmed the word of the Lord that is coming on this morning. So take your seats, please. Take your seats before I lose control and have pastors send me a text message telling me I'm cutting up. Amen. Good morning, Hopewell. I'm telling you, y'all might be useful by now, but I'm on fire. And I get excited. I, I've made a declaration and a decree that any time my feet come into His temple, I must give him praise. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. I don't care what I have to push through, but I must, it is a command that I will worship the King and Lord of Lords. Amen. Amen, Amen. Isn't God good? Isn't he good? Well amen amen amen, amen. let me go ahead and get these announcements out the way we'll Good again, good morning. Hope all y'all look beautiful on today. I know it looks a little gloomy and dry outside, but it's not hot yet, and I'm thankful for that. We do want to give on. I know for those of you may tuning in online, we thank you for tuning in. Yet again, another Sunday. That is not that ball-headed preacher up here. My name is Minister Ford. This is our last Sunday where our Pastor Swims and the first family is taking their rest. So we pray for their traveling grace and mercies. Trust me, they're eating good. I got some updates. He had some lobster and crab and shrimp, so they doing real good, real fine. But we we just want to say a quick, quick, quick thank you. This past week, we had our VBS 2022. Man, oh, it was amazing. Come on, give a hand clap. It was a great old time. We had a great time. We had a great time. And I have to, I have to. I would be remiss if I didn't take a moment to give some thank yous. First of all, we are so thankful to Jessica Jones, the director of our children and youth ministry, for her unwavering and consistent leadership. Jessica loves the children ministry, and she couldn't be there. This was this is this was how great and how I love what God is doing at Hopewell. She could not be there, but her sister Jennifer stepped up and led vbs on short notice less than 24 hours and did an amazing and a fantastic job please know you put the spotlight on yourself daughter eyes so look we saw that skill and ability and i had to tell pastor myself how godly proud we were of you the ball didn't stop just because one person may not be there and i love that how we have that community here at hopewell Um, The week can also be successful. We had amazing and awesome volunteers. We had our registration and check-in team, the security team, transportation team. We had a kitchen crew, media team, teachers, teachers' assistants, greeters. We are so thankful to the SIU women's basketball team and Coach Kelly. Oh, my God. they They were more excited than the kids. So we are thankful to the SIU girls' basketball team. The Carbondale Police Department came out with their drones and helped us. Be on the case with their detective work. And so we are so thankful for them, for our cleanup crew, the music team, arts and crafts, photography, everyone. Pastor wanted me to make sure that we just let you know that we are so thankful. And it couldn't have been done without you. We also want to take this moment to thank our sponsors. We had McDonald's, Burger King, Sonic, McAllister's, Pagliard's Pizza, Domino's, Patch Barbecue, Pepsi's, Taco Bell, American Ice Cream, Jimmy John's, Larry's House of Cake. So please, all those people, make sure you go and shop with them. Shop local. Let them know because they donated their resources to make sure our VBS was a great time. It was so awesome to be back in a building and to do ministry like we do do yet again. So it was a great and wonderful time. But we are not done. I love it. We have coming up this Saturday, August 6th, our back to school bash. This is an awesome time. I don't know if you understand that we have been blessed to be in a position as an organization. We are going to give away over 2,000 backpacks. Two. Thousand! backpacks, and it is because of your faithfulness, it is because of your giving, and it is because of how you have sewed into this place. So we want to make a major impact in the lives of these 2,000 children, so we still need a lot of volunteers. I'm asking everyone that's in the building, as you walk out at the end of service today, just take a peek into the fellowship hall. It is just starting to transform into a 2,000 backpack stuffing factory, so we need a lot of help. So tomorrow is our prep day for back to school and stuffing those backpacks. We'll have two sessions from 1 to 3 p.m. and 6 to 8 p.m. Please, even if you could only come for 30 minutes, even online, if you could just come in and help out just for a little bit, we will be so grateful. So August 1st, 1 to 3 and 6 to 8. And then again on August 2nd, to stuff the backpacks, two sessions from 1 to 3 and 6 to 8. So please sign up. Or if you're online, just shoot us a message and let us know you'll be coming. We also need help help august 6th at 10 a.m i believe on the day that we will be giving out the backpacks so hope well let's come together and let's do what we do amen yes. amen so we'll be able to sign up for that after service on today Woo. okay we got all the formalities out the way amen are y'all ready to get to the word are y'all ready to get to the word i promise you the spirit of god is still in this place And I am so uh, blessed and honored to have this opportunity to speak before you today. I first want to give honor to our pastor, Pastor Swims, in his absence, and the first family, and the girls, Kennedy and Carrie. Let's give it up for our pastor, amen? If you could do me a favor, when Pastor Swims get back, please just tell him how much you love him. Please just tell him how much you care. You know, it it is something to be... um, I've been by his side as his brother for 19 years, and as long as he's been a pastor, I've been underneath his care. And to see his heart, I have such a passion and I respect for him as my pastor. Um, And I want to make sure that we honor him in that regards at all time. Amen? Amen. And if we could also, real quick, before we get started, give a shout out to my lovely, beautiful wife as she's sitting in the back. Amen. I got to honor my queen. She's going to kill me after service, but it's worth it. Um, And so, and to our wonderful, beautiful children, we got children in Memphis. We got children in Florida making their way back. And our, our vacation period is done as our kids come back from school. So, pray our strength in the Lord. Amen. 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 Well, open your Bibles. Open your Bibles. Let us get to the word of the Lord on today. Amen, amen, amen. Today we're going to be coming, we're going to read one scripture as our focus scripture, but we're going to look at a text um, for our main topic. But the one scripture, I want when you read the scripture that after this word on today, that every time you see the scripture, you'll be encouraged and reminded about what God has in store. Second Corinthians five through seven. 2 Corinthians 5 through 7. If you could open your devices, pull out your Bible, it'll be up on the screen shortly. 2 Corinthians 5 through 7. I mean, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. And I'll be reading from the King James. It's real short, real quick, real simple. If you need to memorize a, me- a memory verses, this is one quick one, easy to memorize. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. And the King James simply says this. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Can we all say that together real quick? For we walk by faith and not by sight. My topic for this morning is, simply put, faith walkers. Faith walkers. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for what you're doing, dear God. I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this opportunity. I feel your presence and your anointing over this word right now. I ask, dear God, that I decrease, that nothing of my flesh, nothing of myself may stand before you, but use me as a vessel and a mouthpiece to proclaim your gospel and good news, dear God. We thank you for this. And it is in your precious son Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. For we walk by faith and not by sight. This, 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 this scripture here, it, it, it is a powerful one. And it's going to activate so much in our lives, I believe, on today. But, but to illustrate that and highlight that, I really want to jump back to Luke 17. And Luke 17 tells the story of these ten men. It tells a story of these 10 lepers. These were 10 men that were afflicted with a disease. And this tells a story in verse 11. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. And as he entered a village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance. Now, you might be wondering, what is leprosy? What what is this disease that I hear referring to the Bible that I'm glad we don't have today? But this disease called leprosy was one that afflicted someone, and it brought on great pain, but not only great pain, but also great shame. Because with it, if you were a leper, you were an outcast. That means that you could not be among regular people. It, It meant that you had these Boils on your body that would fill with pus and be painful and would itch and you would keep scratching at it and scratching at it until you tore the skin and you tore the flesh and you were bleeding and oozing and all this nastiness and filth was taking place. Can you imagine that? That if you saw that elder James, you would be like, hold up, wait a minute, back up. But that seems kind of familiar today. If you are in a building somewhere and someone (coughs) comes... you sitting there like, ho, 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 watch yourself. So we can identify with this because it seems like the environment that we have been living in recently, but you may also identify it with other ways because these lepers were an outcast. That means they were rejected. They were despised. According to Levitical law, they could not be in front of anyone. They would literally, if they saw you coming and they were on the street, they would have to move out the way. They would scream, unclean, unclean, to let you know that, hey, I have a disease. I have an issue. I have a problem. But the Lord started to click in my head and said, hey, we probably don't suffer with leprosy, but in some way we may feel like outcasts. What has that been that thing that may have been that thing in your life? It may have been someone who had a teenage pregnancy. Oh, you know, and you hear about it. Oh, did you hear such and such daughter got pregnant? Are they even going to finish high school? What they going to do? And next thing you know, outcast. Oh, well, you, ain't gonna, you shouldn't let so-and-so buy your house. Remember, they've been to jail. They did about five to ten years. An outcast. Oh, they always lie, gossips, outcasts. We are sometimes in a position like the 10 lepers, that because of the condition of our lives, we may feel and be just like an outcast. But the word continues that as he entered a village, 10 men with leprosy stood out at a distance. Ten men with leprosy. This was interesting, and it it clicked to me that these outcasts, instead of being a part of a community, started their own community. They were together as outcasts. See, see, what, what, what I, what I want to put in our mind is, is that sometimes, yes, you may have a condition. Yes, you may feel like you're an outcast, but you need to find people who could identify with your struggle. See, you need to find people that understands what it feels to be rejected sometimes, what it feels to be like on the outside. See, they were outcasts and had no one else but each other. They were connected through their pain. They were connected through their suffering. Sometimes you can't tell everybody your issue. You can't tell everybody your problem. You can't go to vent in anybody. Why? Because they don't understand your pain. They don't understand what you've been through. They don't understand what you had to endure. But the ten lepers saw something that even though we have a condition, we can still be connected to something. And they just Join themselves together and they were prepared. They were ready. I was hearing this from the Lord that doesn't matter what you are going through, can you still be connected to a source? Can you still be connected to something? So we see that there. Ten men with leprosy, they stood at a distance, they were respecting the law, but they did something, something quite unique. They cried out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They identified something that was coming their way and they said, Look, I need to get this man's attention. And they cried out, Jesus. Not only Jesus, but Master, meaning that I recognize that you are in control. And then they petitioned him and they said, Have mercy on. Us. See, the thing that they knew that even though they were outcasts, even though they were cast aside, they were connected together in prayer in spite of what their differences were. They understood that if I could make a request to Jesus, that he can hear and answer my need. Because this, catch this, only those in need ask for mercy. See, 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 they understood that I have a need, that I am needing something from Jesus. But they asked for mercy. But the thing with asking for mercy is some people don't like to do that. Yeah. See, see, there are those who are prideful and arrogant and reject mercy sometimes. You ever seen those people? They go, oh, don't pity me. Don't, don't help me. I don't need nothing. I can do it all by myself. And sometimes our pride can put us in a place, in a position where we abandon the mercy of God because we are too selfish. We are too ignorant. We cannot humble ourselves to put ourselves in position and cry out to our master for mercy. See, 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 uh, I, I don't know if you remember that. Uh, like as a kid, I, I, I remember that that as a kid I would be sitting there and I'd be like, "Okay, mom, I need something. Can I get something to drink? Can I get, can I get something to eat?" But then, then I would do something foolish, and my mom would say, "Hey, don't touch that until I get home, right?" For me, I, I, Jamaicans, we like this thing, it's called rum cake, and uh, rum cake is very good and delicious. My grandma makes rum cake, but she made it um, very strongly, if I should say. She, she put basically the whole bottle in there. My mom said, don't eat the rum cake, don't have the rum cake, this, we're going to make another one for you. This is the adult rum cake. And me being a foolish, ignorant little boy, what did I do as soon as they left? I'm in the kitchen. Mm-mm, mm-mm, eating all that rum cake. And do you know about 30 minutes later, I uh, uh, i don't feel good. They look at me like, what's wrong? You ate the rum cake. And next thing you know, my father came out the back. And he started taking off his belt. And as a kid, I don't know if you ever remember being in that situation. No, 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 stop, 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 daddy don't want me. And you as a kid, you are now asking and you are putting yourself at the mercy of your parents. Can you understand and see that sometimes we have to have that faith like a child to realize and say, hey God, I know I may be an outcast. I know I may be in this place, but Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. Sometimes we have to get to the place in our walk where we ask God for his mercy. Lord, I need your mercy, your mercy to cover my mistakes, your mercy to cover my flaws, your mercy to cover my issues. Why? Because I may have put myself in a position or life may have put me in a position but now because I am here, can we get to the place where we cry out Jesus, Master have mercy on me because they realize something just like the child who got in trouble realizes something Asking for God's mercy opens the door for his grace and his favor. My God, my God. Asking for God's mercy opens the door for his grace and favor. I love that saying, closed mouths don't get fed. See, what do we do when we get to a point where we're fed up with our condition, where we're fed up with what's going on, and we speak with boldness, we speak with confidence, we speak with a godly assurance. These ten lepers knew and understood one thing, that they had an opportunity. They said, right now is the moment, today is the day, and they said, I am not going to let this moment pass me by. So They petitioned and they cried out to the one who could make a way because their petition led to godly interference. See, sometimes I be driving around here and my radio will go out because I get close to the radio station that's nearby. There's interference that comes and bothers my signal, but sometimes we need to ask God to show up and to give us godly interference, that God, you have to step into my life. God, you have to step into my situation. God, you have to make a way that I cannot make and petition God to open the door for his grace and his favor. So we see here in the text, the 10 lepers are now asking God, have mercy on them remember that they're not even supposed to be talking to Jesus they're not even supposed to be around they're supposed to be outside of the city and he asked them crying out Jesus, master have mercy on them on us and then in verse 14 he looks at them and says go show yourself to the priests and as they went they were cleansed of their leprosy. It, 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 there's a lot right there. It, he says... Go show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. See, the one condition of their healing was this word that we don't like. It's called obedience. The one condition of their breakthrough was something that we don't like to do. is to obey God and to obey his word. See, what they realized or what they didn't realize at the time was that their cry got his attention. That their cry got his attention. See, it's something about being a parent that you could be in a crowded room and you could be in a room full of people but all of a sudden you can hear a certain cry and that cry will trigger a response that no matter where you are no matter what you're doing you have now got to pay attention and see what is going on with my child what is going on with my son what is going on with my daughter and in that moment as a parent you now respond to the need see what we have to realize here is that I wonder who has a cry like the 10 lepers? Who is willing to cry out and say, Jesus, have mercy on me and understand and know and trust that we serve a faithful God who is going to respond, who is going to meet your need. So I dare you at some point in your life just to develop a cry just like a child and say, God, have mercy on me. God, I need you to show up. God, I need you to show out and Trust and believe like a good, good father. He is going to seek you out and to meet your needs. So I wonder, who has a cry like the lepers? I wonder who's able to stand with that boldness. But I see there was a formula here. This formula worked out like this. It says in the text, he looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. What did they do? They first did, they cried out, Jesus, have mercy. So they cried out, that was the first thing. Then Jesus gave instruction, go show yourself to the priests. But watch this, this is the part we miss in the equation. They responded without questioning or doubting his word. They responded without questioning or doubting his word. How many times has it been in our lives, and that can only speak for me, where God told you to do a thing, but you were hesitant. Where God told you to do a thing, and, and all of a sudden you had, you slowed down a bit. Well, well, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm good enough. Yeah, I see them start a business, and I know I could do it better than them, but no one knows me. No one knows my name. How how can I go back to school? How how can I apply for that job? How how can I be successful in life when God has already given you a word? And what we have to see is that when we respond to his word, that's when he is able to do what he said. Because catch this. It says, and as they went. Can you imagine this? 10 lepers, they're standing at a distance. Jesus, have mercy on me. And standing at a distance, all of a sudden, Jesus just responds and he says, He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priest what do you mean go show myself to the priest? Well, let me explain this yet again. According to Levitical law, if you had leprosy, it was an incurable disease. But if a miracle took place, you had to go back and show yourself to the priest, basically get a checkup to make sure that you were clean, that you were no longer unclean. So the law told them that, hey, if you were to be healed and made whole, you have to go get a report. And so but the thing that about it was that it's so good that they weren't healed yet. But the word just simply says and as they went they were cleansed of their leprosy see what happened here is is that they were obedient to the word of God so they're walking itching they're walking with leprosy they're walking in disease but it says that and as they walked and as they walked and as they walked they were still diseased in an outcasts, but they still walked anyways. Oh, y'all missed it. See, this is where God is looking for some faith walkers. For those of us who could walk in faith and keep going, even though it hasn't happened yet. You may not have that billion dollars that someone won. You may not have that job yet. You may not have that business yet, but if the Lord said it, he will do it. So can you walk by faith and trust and believe that as you are walking, that God is going to show up. That as you are walking, he is going to make a way. We read in the scripture, we walk by faith and not by sight. They were walking by faith. So on this morning, can we be some faith walkers? That it just takes God speaking a word. It may not have happened yet, but you believe that it will come to pass. (coughs) But even more than that, can you walk with it? Can you walk with it? Whatever your it is, it may not be leprosy, but understand they were walking still diseased. They were walking still sick. Can you not be someone who is is a pity party, but says, "God, even though I don't have the bank account, even though I don't have the car, even though I don't have the fancy clothes, God, I'm going to keep walking. God, I'm going to keep talking. God, I'm not going to stop. I won't let anything take me away from the promises Of God, can you walk with it? Can you walk with depression? Can you walk with that addiction? Can you walk with that sickness? Knowing and trusting God that as I'm walking, God, you're healing. As I'm walking, God, you're making a way. As I'm walking, God, you're turning my situation around. And that as you go, that God will do that thing. He will make it happen, the word says. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. See, what you have to understand. That part of being a faith walker is, is that sometimes you just have to take a step. Sometimes you just have to go forward. You cannot see it because we are walking by faith. So you are not walking in your natural eyes, but you are walking in a spiritual boldness that is saying that God, each step I take, that you're leading and directing and you're guiding my path. I don't know where I'm going. God. I still feel sad. God, I'm still hurting, but I'm going to yet still press on. I am wondering if someone here today can have the boldness and say, in spite of my situation, in spite of my circumstance, I'm going to keep walking. Today is not a day where I'm going to sit back and just stay back, but I'm going to keep stepping. I'm going to keep marching. I'm going to keep climbing. I'm going to keep moving because I know the further I go, the closer I'm getting to you. that the further I walk, the closer I'm getting to you. And as I walk, God, you're going to heal. God, you're going to restore. God, you're going to deliver. God, you're going to make a way. So can we have some faith walkers in here on this morning that know without a shadow of a doubt that as I go, he's doing that thing. That As I walk, he's doing that thing. So as you take your next steps from this place into your house, into your home, can you be a faith walker, a faith walker? But it's still, at this point, I could close up and go home if I wanted to because that's good news. As they went, they were healed. As they went, they were healed. We can shout on, as they went, they were healed. That God, you're doing a thing. So as the ten lepers go, like I said, they are now going back to the priests to show themselves. But something, something interesting happens here in this text. And in verse 15, the Bible records it as this. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back. To Jesus. (laughs) Just one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to. Jesus, see, hold on, I gotta take a pause, I gotta take a pause and say, this is why as ministry leaders, as us, those of us who are up here, we suffer with this thing called righteous indignation. What is righteous indignation? When Jesus went into the temple and saw the money changers uh, making a mockery of the house of God, he started flipping the tables. When he saw the Pharisees he said, woe unto you, you whitewashed graves are full of dead man's bones. He basically was yelling at them. He was angry. He was filled with anger, but it was righteous anger and not sin because it was a anger about the things of God. See, this is where I have a problem sometimes when we come to church on Sunday morning because it records that one came back praising God. So how dare we who be not be like this man that when we come into this place that there should be something on the inside of you that says I got to come back to Jesus. I've been through this week walking by faith and I'm made it to Sunday morning and because I made it to Sunday morning, I have to praise God. I want to know if anybody has been walking by faith and because you are here and you may even be online, can you shout with a loud voice and give God some praise? This is what I want to see the body of believers where we get to the place where we are bold in our faith to give God the The praise that he is due, the praise that is due his name. Oh, yes, that's it, that's it, that's it. Oh, we could take a moment to praise God right there. You made it to this day. You made it to this moment. August 1st, some thought you wouldn't make it. Some thought you were an outcast. Some thought you had leprosy. But you bounced back and you kept on walking. And you said, guess what? I'm walking to Jesus. I got to go back and tell the man of God what he did. I got to go back and tell the man of God how he saved me. Me, how he healed me how he redeemed me how he delivered me why because he's been just that good Woo! he is worthy of the praise so i get it some folks may call me crazy Who is he sweating up there, spinning and just running and yabbering? Why he got all the energy? Why? Because I got to come back to Jesus. Because when I look at what he has done in my life, how he brought me out of a season of depression, how he brought me out of a season of loneliness, how he brought me out of a season of heartache, how he took off my garment of sadness. But now I got a garment of praise. I got on new clothes. I got on new shoes. So I feel like walking. I feel like talking. And I feel like praising his name. Catch this. But he did something else. He showed a maturity in his faith. He showed a maturity in his walk. Because that, guess what? The Bible, we talked about it. Some of the psalms and the praises. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. That is a command. Everything must praise the Lord. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. So everyone that has ever lived or breathed will eventually end up praising the Lord, sinner or saint. It doesn't matter. But he did something different. In verse 16, it says, he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he done. Guess what? His healing led to his thankfulness, which led to his worship. See, worship is something different than praise. Worship means that I'm bowing my heart in position to you. So I wonder that if we sung in that song, what would you do if he came into the room? Can you be like the woman who broke open the alabaster box and she cried and then she dried her feet with her hair as an act of worship? Then we come to God and worship Him. Worship requires relationship. Worship requires proximity. Worship requires intimacy. See, we want to get to that place where we are falling underneath the anointing and the power of his worship. Oh, I love to shout, my good Pentecostal feet will cut a rug and two-step, but there is something that when the Spirit of God is in this place and tears are flowing from my eyes and I fall underneath the power of God and all I could do is worship him, worship him for his majesty, worship him for his holiness. I'm not asking anything at this point. Why? Because he's already healed. He's already made a way. So because of that, now I have to acknowledge him as my king. I acknowledge him as my lord. I acknowledge him as my savior. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what I look like. My kids come, Daddy, what's wrong? Why are you crying? What happened? Oh, no, I just met Jesus. Yeah, right here in my office, right by my bed. I just met Jesus, and I had to worship the king. I had to acknowledge him for his glory and his mighty, just like the angels are right now in heaven, singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. I have to say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Like Paul, I'll have to say, I have unclean lips. God, purify me. God, restore me because in your presence is fullness of joy. So because I want to be in your presence, I'm going to chase after it. I'm going to come back to Jesus. I wonder if we have some faith walkers this morning that are not just taking the faith by grace and just taking it and being selfish, but are saying, God, I want to come back to you. I want to worship you. We see that it goes on, it goes even deeper. In verse 17, Jesus asked, Jesus asked a question. Can you paint this scene in this picture? Jesus and his disciples, they're walking between Samaria and Galilee. They're going between those places. Jesus asked, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? He asked, didn't I heal? There's a man at his feet, bowing down and worshiping him. And Jesus takes a pause, and he asks his disciples, because I believe he's trying to teach them something in this moment. He says, didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? See, 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 the nine, the nine were, were cleansed. The nine didn't have leprosy. But as I said earlier, they were outcasts. They're away from their family. They're away from their friends. They're away from the things that were, they were used to that made them comfortable. They couldn't, it, yet again, we can say it, it's like being on quarantine. It's like being on lockdown. They couldn't go out nowhere. They wasn't outside. They couldn't go to the grocery store. They were outcasts. So guess what? As soon as Jesus said, and go show yourself to the priest, and as they went, they were healed. They said, now that I'm healed, guess what? I get to go back to what I'm used to. I get to go back to what's comfortable. And I'm sorry to say that that gets like us sometimes. Like God performs a miracle in our life. And when he performs the miracle, we turn and go right back to what's comfortable. We go right back to what's normal. but, But this made me think. It made me pause and ask the question. So was the one that came back to Jesus... Was he being disobedient? Jesus' word was clear. Jesus' word was clear. Cool. He said, and go and show yourself to the priest. But this one came back, and he said, it, it seemed like to me like, okay, he's just stubborn. He wasn't paying attention. I get it. You want to come back to Jesus, but his word said, go show yourself to the priest. Uh, but, but then... My my brain had to jump to Hebrews, and in Hebrews 4 and 14, it says this. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. I know y'all missed it. I talk real fast. This is Jamaican in me. See, 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 I'm thinking this one was disobedient because he said, go show yourself to the priest. But, but what I had to come and understand that this man wasn't being disobedient, this man had revelation. Why? Because as we see that we have a high priest who understands our weakness, for he faced all the same things. We did, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. This man understood that Jesus, the son of God, is our So when his word said, go show yourself to the priest, the man started walking by faith, and he was healed. And he said, guess what? I'm not going back to the old thing, but I'm going towards Jesus. I'm walking towards Jesus. I'm walking towards my high priest. His healing brought revelation to the master. His healing brought revelation to the Savior. I want you to know that when God does something in your life, it's not for you to go back to what you're used to, but it's for you to come back to him. In all that we do we gotta come back to him and give him the glory and give him the praise because then Jesus said to the man stand up and go your faith has healed you stand up and go your faith has healed you see little faith can accomplish great things. Please know, faith the size of a he can move mountains. But great faith can accomplish even greater things. See, what matters most is what our faith is placed in. What is the object of our faith? Because guess what? The eye cannot see itself. You don't see your own eye until you look in a mirror. But you only see a reflection of it in the same manner, the evidence of your faith. You cannot see it, but you can place your faith in someone. See, faith looks away from itself to the object of its faith, even to Christ. Our faith should look to the object of faith, and that is Christ. Understand this. In verse 14, they were all cleansed. But here in 19, only one was healed or made whole. That last sentence in the Greek actually has the original language, which means being saved. That means that on that day, not only was that man cleansed, but he received salvation. Not only was that man cleansed and healed, but he received deliverance. Why was this happened? Why was he made whole? It was because he walked by faith. It's because he was a faith walker and he set his focus on the object of his faith. I'm here to let you know a little secret. All you got to do is take God's word, take his instructions, but then you just got to put your faith on top of it. When you put your faith on top of God's word, that's when breakthrough happens. That's when a a, a spiritual upgrade can occur. I love it sometimes. You may get on a flight and they say, you know what? We're sorry for your inconvenience. We're going to upgrade you to first class class. But I know that God has something better than first class. He has a first class faith. And if we are able to be like this leopard and come back to Jesus and to put our faith on top of his word, he's going to recognize and see about us. So I just wonder, as I make my clothes and prepare to take my seat, do I have any faith walkers? Do I have any people that are going to be like the one that says I know what the other nine did and I know that he gave me healing. But guess what? I'm going to cry out when I'm in need. I'm going to say Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. Jesus, Son of David mercy on me and that when I cry out to Jesus that he has no choice but to come see about me that God will show up in your life so I'm wondering if anyone in the building or online if you have enough faith to be a faith walker on today for we walk by faith and not by sight what I see with my eyes is I see recession I I see with my eyes, I see high gas prices. What I see in my eye, I see wars and rumors of wars. I see earthquake in diverse places. I see pestilence, war, disease, and famine. But in my faith, I see Jesus. I see the King of kings. I see the Lord of lords. I see my Savior. I see Yahweh. I see the one who will make a way. I see the Lamb of God. I see the one who supplies the water in the desert. I see the one who gives seed to the sower. I see my source of healing. I see my source of strength. So I'm going to keep walking by faith. I'm going to keep moving by faith. I'm going to keep declaring and decreeing the works of the Lord, that his mercies are new every morning. I pray that he lead me and he guide me. I pray that he walks me through the valley of the shadow of death, that I will fear no evil, for thou are with me your rod and your staff will comfort me he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies but since i'm walking by faith i know that i can make it i know that i have the master leading and guiding me so i wonder do i have any faith walkers in the building on today Do I have any people that are willing to stand up in faith, decree and declare that God, I'm going to trust you. So guess what? The more you clap, the more healing you get, cause as you go, you'll be healed. The more you clap, the more he will show up because as you go, he will show up and show out. Do you know that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him? He is a rewarder of those who serve him. So what must you do? You must keep walking by faith. You must keep moving by faith. Trust God and know that he will make a way. That he will deliver. That he will heal. That he will set free. That he will do. Just what God said he will do. That he will do. Just what he said he will do. So guess what? (laughs) You have a moment right now. Even you online. I'm going to give you a moment right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Please, as it sung earlier, to right now is the moment. Today is the day. If you're online, get ready. If you're in the building, get ready. What I want you to do, that if you are a faith walker and if you are in need of something from God on today, if it ain't you, be blessed, take your seat, do not move, do not do nothing. But I just want to know if I have anybody that feels like an outcast, that feels a set aside, that feels like you're disposable, but you're in need of something. But guess what? It may not be you. It may be you petitioning someone, a family member, a friend, a son, a husband, a daughter. You may be standing in the gap, but today is the day for the faith walkers to rise. Today is the day for the boldness of the believers to rise. Today is the day where you put your faith on the word of God, and you go know without a shadow of a doubt that as you go, he's going to do that thing. So right now, the altar is about to open up. And you may be online saying, I don't have an altar. What am I supposed to do? I need you to stand where you're at. Don't lay in bed. Don't sit in that seat. Pull that car over. But posture yourself in a position. So right now, if you're standing in the gap for someone or for yourself, I need you to get that need on your mind. What is that thing that you need God to heal in your life? It may be physical, it may be spiritual, it may be financial, it may be for someone else. So what I need you to do though, any time in the Bible where God healed, where God performed a miracle, guess what it took? It took faith. It took a move of faith, an action of faith. So today we're going to demonstrate our faith in this moment, online or in the building. So I need you to do one or two things. I need you, if you're bold enough and you have a request or you have a need, I need you to stand in faith right now. For those, you may be at home, I need you to stand in faith right now. But catch this next thing. I need that if you're in the building or even if you're online, I now need you to do something for me. See, the word of God said, and as they went, they were healed. There's something about that they took that step of faith that they move their body in a position to say, God, I'm aligning myself with your word. God, I'm showing you. They may be through fasting. They may be through praying. But God, I'm taking some sort of physical action to declare my faith. So if that's you on today, if that's you online, I dare you now to take another step. And that to walking and forward and come to this altar at this time. Or even where you're at. You may walk and come and take a bow down at your bed. Bow down where you're at. But if you have a need from God, I dare you to walk to this altar right now. I dare you to take a step right now. That's it. They're coming. And I know online that you're doing the same thing too. So guess what? We're about to have a God moment right here. If you are believing and trusting God, I need you to walk by faith. That's it. They're coming. They're coming. Everyone that you see that is coming here now has a need that they're putting before God that's it that's it that's it that's it that's it that's it now you've walked now you take that step so what I need you to do right now I need you to lift that request up to God no one has to know I don't have to know no one's gonna do nothing even if where you are at at home right now lift that request up to God say Lord I need you Lord I need you to heal Lord I need you to deliver Lord, I need you to set free. Lord, I need you to show up. Lord, Lord, I need you to show out. See, this is that moment that when God is here. So guess what? We have to follow the formula now. So I thank you. You took your step of faith. You stood in faith. You are standing in the gap. Now I need you to cry out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. What do we do when we become before the mercy seat? We say, God, I'm throwing my cares on the altar, God. So God, I'm putting the depression. God, I'm putting the sickness. God, I'm putting the diabetes, the high blood pressure, the finances. I am laying it at the altar and I'm asking you, God, have have mercy on me god i deserve judgment i deserve hell and the grave i deserve all these things but i am petitioning you god have mercy on me. Have mercy on your servant. Have mercy on your daughter. Have mercy on your son. God, I pray right now that whatever the need is of your people right now, Father God, that you are going to show up and show out, there, God. That you are going to make a way, there, God. I'm standing in the gap believing in faith, there, God, that these people who have come before you by faith, there, God, has petitioned you, there, God. And that we're trusting you, there, God. That we're believing in you there, God. And that you're going to do a work. That you're going to do a thing. So, God, we give it over to you. God, we're trusting you with our pain. God, we're trusting you with our hurt. God, we're trusting you with our sadness. God, we're leaving these things here at the altar. We're giving them over to you. But now... Watch this, y'all. As y'all, y'all give that request to God, y'all, y'all put that person, y'all put that thing on your mind. Speak it from your lips. Is this, there's something powerful that happens when you speak it from your lips. Speak that thing as though it is. So you speak that thing from your lips. Now watch this. The word of the Lord says, and as you go, it shall be done. As you go, it shall be done. So I need you to rise up now with the faith and believe in God that that thing that you brought before him, you are able to leave it at the master's feet. You are able to leave it at Jesus' feet that he will see about you, that he will come and see about you. So now as you go, as you walk, as you take your step back, as you go back to your seat, I need you to rejoice and praise God for the thing that he has done. Guess what? You may feel the same. You may look the same, but you are believing in Jesus that he will make it so. And as you go, you shall be healed as you go you shall be whole walk in faith my daughter walk in faith my son and believe that the word of god is true the word of god is just that he will do just what he has said that as you go you're whole as you go you're healed as you go You've been changed. So as the song said, right now is the moment. Today is the day. I've been changed. Can we sing a little bit of that again? Come on. This needs to be your declaration. Today is the day. You will never be the same again. Hallelujah.